So we're here today to talk about community, what it is, whether it can be good or bad, what makes a community, and also questions around whether we need community and what that might look like. So kind of to, to start the conversation off, then the initial question is, what exactly is a community? How would you define a community and what does that mean? So one thought is with community, you might have one person living by themselves, say Adam, at the very beginning, and he's completely alone, maybe as the animals he's living with. And then Eve, Eve is made, and she's now living with them. So now they both are living together. They're interacting, sharing the garden, the world, their lives, and they start to have interaction. They start to have issues about, I want to do this, I want to do that. And you have to deal with these issues. There's also a growth aspect of it, of people learning from one another and different ideas and different things that you can do together, helping one another, working as a team, things like that. So is community kind of people being in the same place together? When you always have multiple humans together, is that a community? Or are there cases where you might have people together that are not living in community even though they're in the same place? About a war. Is people at war? In, are they living in community? I was thinking of grocery store, which you'd actually used as an example before. People sort of sharing the way that they get like food to some extent under an organization. They provide money to the organization. The way to get food somehow. And that's a really interesting point because we would look at like a locality perhaps and say like, you know, the community of Canton or something like that and, and refer to that as a community. But you could also say how on another level, none of those people that are going to that store really know each other. They don't know each other's right. names. They don't really even hardly interact aside from maybe saying hi or smiling. Mm -hmm. So is that a community? And I think to a degree it is, which then kind of begs the question, are there varying degrees of community? From war to grocery store. Or even how much you share of your own life. I mean, not every friend is going to be at the same level of openness. So do you have more community with the people who you're more transparent with and less with ones you're just willing to share surface level ideas with? So I think the, the war topic, kind of also ask the question of whether communities can be good or bad or positive or negative, uh, which kind of also ties into this whole question of like degrees of community and different aspects of community. So a war we would think of as being a very negative thing, which kind of also digs into this whole question of like how people interact. You know, is community around people being in the same place or is it also tied into like how they're interacting, which becomes the positive or the negative thing? Yeah. What are we going to work towards, like, what the definition of community is or what our working definition of community is? Like, is war even considered a community or is it, or is that something different because the people are not there for common purpose? Yeah, that's, that's a really great question. I think um, defining terms can be a key part of any conversation. Like, what do you mean by the words you use? And to a degree, like, you can lean back on socially what people tend to think of terms as meaning, but... It's almost more meaningful to decide, like, for the purpose of your conversation, like, what you have value, you know, what you put value to in the words you're using. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that one of the related questions was, do we need community? Like, do humans have a basic need to be connected socially or, like, on some level? And I, I think I bring that out because I feel like that kind of ties back to, like, the definition of community. Like to me, it's like that's part of what we're getting at, like this sense that people have a need to be connected, to feel valued and loved, you know, which is obviously like another whole aspect of this conversation we can dig into. 
But to me, like that starts to get at what I think the definition of community that we're talking about should be, because it's what we're looking for, you know, that that need to be socially connected and, and understand what that looks like and should look like is kind of what we're trying to talk about. You know, but then the whole question of when you have these connections, it can also result in negative things in your life. It can cause hurt and pain. That's probably the negative side of it, too, which I think might be a related aspect of this community of people interacting with each other. Seems like one of the effects of community then is the decisions of the people in the community affect the other people in the community, whether they're positive or negative. So like in the case of war, if that is community, the decisions of people that hurt each other is affecting the other people in the community. Wow, that's that's really cool. And I think what's really interesting about putting it that way is that um, it seems like the choices that are made by people in general affect other people like across the globe, you know, when it's, um, especially as we're becoming more connected globally, like the choices that are made across the world even affect us. So does that mean to a degree, like there is literally a global community, but at the same time, like that social connection we're looking for, like you don't get that through the internet in the same way as you get it when you're face to face with a person. So it does seem like there's still a difference. Like there's an aspect of choices that are being made across the world affecting us here, but in a different way, or maybe just not as much. Maybe they don't affect us as much. Well, going back to Adam and Eve, God made Eve, <laughs> and Eve, you know, was uh, part of the whole temptation thing. Here, Adam, here's the fruit. But God still said it's not good for man to be alone, so you still have that positive and negative consequences of community. Almost like we need community in spite of the fact that it's sometimes negative. Right. It's interesting, I looked up the actual definition of community. And the very basis definition is a unified body of individuals. <laughs> and then there's a ton of different variations of community, like a, an actual um, physical community that lives in a specific area or a community that share a common interest, political, economic, social. So there's an aspect of maybe like people that are physically together in community. Also, maybe the aspect of people that are all going the same direction being a community, or maybe this other sense of, like, people who make choices that affect each other, even globally. You know, you talk about the global community is also another aspect of community. These are all, like, different ways that you can look at what community might mean or might be. So I think that's a good starting place to kind of, like, have as, like, a, a loose definition of what, you know, kind of put some fence posts around what community means. Not necessarily, like, say it has to be this, but to kind of start to think about it in those ways. Maybe we can pivot just a little bit slightly then to start thinking about uh, this whole idea that we need community or do we need community and what does that need look like? You know, this social desire for people to be connected. Like I think there's even been research and studies that show that people that are by themselves for a long time, like it affects them mentally and it affects them emotionally and things like that. So can we tap into that a little bit? Yeah, I agree. I think that there has been scientific studies that show that uh, the lack of, of uh human connection starting from infancy uh, really harms the development of, of your brain and, and uh, who you become. And, and so uh, I would agree that connection is a basic human need. I also think that there's uh, ways that uh, you can be intentional and in, uh, in how we connect with each other uh, that would promote good community. And, and I mean, because even in a personal relationship, you have conflict you know, which is, can lead in severity to what we, when we get war, then, you know, that is a breakdown in true community. 
So there can be good community and there can be bad community. Good community is when you're working together. And bad community is when you're maybe harming each other. Right. So you can work together as a team and you can um, do constructive things. People with different talents can work together to do something greater than an individual person could do by themselves. Or you might have conversations and searching for ideas or truth or knowledge and you might come to better conclusions because different people have different insights and revelations as they pursue some some amount of understanding or some topic. That's cool. Or more likely in real in real life you have mixed communities because they're human individuals where there's some building and encouraging that happens and then unfortunately some hurting and you know other consequences and side effects that also happen. Why do you think people hurt each other? Sometimes selfishness. People, whether it's they just want to feel good about themselves or they don't like what the other person is doing for some reason. Or, or if we think it's given that connection is a basic need, if you're not able to express those needs and have them understood, then you there may be pain in that. What do you think about that connection as the basic need? Like... I mean, I guess it could just be that that in and of itself is the basic need. Do you feel like there's an aspect of that that is like a need to be valued or to be like, you know, feel like we have some significance in life and that being connected with other people gives us that sense of like, you know, I have some inherent worth because this person is making me feel that way? Yeah, I think it's a need to be loved. Also a need to be known. I could see how there can be negative aspects to that as well in the sense that like having a real strong need for other people to validate you can become a negative thing as well. Like people that are really needy or seeking a lot in relationships and not necessarily giving back. And that might just be because they have had that lack of connection in the past in their history. Which that can play into or lead to some of the people hurting people in the community, I think. Because like one situation I'm envisioning is like, you have a community where there's like a couple guys that are kind of having like this battle of egos trying to be like the top dog of the community. And so they're maybe beating on each other a little bit to, to try to get in that space and feel like they're the, the one. So does that, the ego, does the ego problem come from people's need for some type of value or recognition or something like that, some need in their life that they have? Yeah, doesn't it? It almost, it almost seems like we, we have these needs that are deep inside of us that we don't even fully understand. This need to be loved, to be known, to have value, which, you know, it's almost hard to separate all of those pieces. But it seems like we're all trying to fill that need in different ways. And I think a lot of times people don't recognize that it does seem like one of the ways we need that to be filled is through people that love us and that know us and that we're transparent and vulnerable with, which is kind of another thing I think we can even dig into. But I feel like people instead are trying to fill that need by a bunch of people that tell them that they're good looking or that they're athletic or that, you know, they're the smartest person. And so they go around with these ego things or these interactions that are, you know, kind of very competitive or comparative because they feel like if everybody looks up to them and respects them or believes that they're, you know, more than normal human or something along those lines, that that will fill that need that they have or something like that. And so maybe there almost needs to be this transition in our lives where we mentally recognize that it's not 
that recognition or respect that everyone gives us because of what we do that is what really fills that need. But it's actually these relationships that we have through community of people that are actually loving and knowing us and working with us and living life with us. I could kind of see two problems. One is the ego problem where a person is looking for value and is kind of trying to to perceive that they're better than other people, therefore they have value. The other would be people like competing for affections, you know, where like in, like in this group here, we might have, um, oh, I wouldn't be the one that's hurt. I want to tell my story, you know. Oh, no, I wouldn't tell my story. You know, I want to be the one that everyone's empathizing with or whatever, you know, because everyone probably has some desire for other people to empathize with them. You know, so are you, are you empathizing with other people or are you the one that's receiving empathy and therefore receiving some amount of value that somebody cares for you? So I guess there's, I would say there's maybe two aspects of a value that a person might have, you know, whether I feel that someone is valuing me because of empathy or maybe because I feel like I'm better than other people. And so I have some amount of skill or something like that, that gives me value. So is there a difference between respect and empathy? I think there's a difference between getting people's approval and building yourself up and just getting empathy. Like it would be good to be able to share needs and get empathy but it seems like it comes at a cost to uh, to need to get approval from people, get your value that way. Somebody's going to pay a bill there. Yeah. Starting to think a little bit about the, the whole thing of transparency and being known. I was kind of thinking about uh, that question of empathy. Like if you were in the grocery store and you ran into a stranger that you never met before, and through an interaction there was a smile or you know, a caring look or maybe a, you know, a hand on the shoulder or something like that. Is there a way that that interaction could express empathy that's meaningful? Um, and or is there an aspect where knowing more about the intimate details of our lives to a degree or different degrees of intimacy um, is an important part of that whole empathy and being known and being loved that's important in this community? I mean, there are different aspects, but knowing someone definitely... Like that is an important part to me, but you can have, I mean, some aspect of community without that. But it has to go beyond that in order to be a deeper community. And do you think that's because it's hard for there to be the same level of empathy? What is it about like being more known that's important? Is it just a sense of like being known somehow that has value in and of itself? Like we need someone to know who we are or so. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, it's, you can only have empathy to a certain extent without knowing anything about someone. Yeah, I think that's true, but I also feel like you could know a lot about somebody and not have any emotional empathy. Yeah. You know, so are we talking about the emotional aspect? I mean, to a degree, you could also see a situation where you might know more about somebody and then actually think less of them, you know, kind of related to the approval thing because you, you know, have trouble actually empathizing with their situation, which might just be that you really aren't able to fully see their side of the story because they have their own story. So what is empathy? Isn't empathy sort of like seeing something from someone else's perspective? Or like um, Mm -hmm. almost experiencing their emotion? Mm Mm-hmm. Cool. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think there can be a big emotional component to it, like that emotional connection of like 
feeling for them, which actually I think has a lot of deep meaning. But I also think there can be an aspect of just knowing what the other person's going through and kind of seeing their perspective too. So I was kind of thinking that there were two aspects to community. One, one is this um, empathy that you're having people that you can connect with and that you can receive value from and give value to, you know, it's a mutual exchange and, and hopefully you could grow to some maturity to the point where you aren't fighting for that, but you're able to bestow that mutually on each other and can share that without jealousies or without um, rivalry or strife. The second part of community is, I might call it agendas. What do people want to do? Are things that they want to accomplish? You know, and I think that that's one thing that becomes um, perhaps what, what um, wars can be generated based on. Uh, we want to do this. No, we want to do this, you know. And people can have conflicts because of um, maybe goals they have. And, and usually it's tied to our life, you know, something about our life and our resources or whatever. I'd like to build a house here. I'd like to um, dig a swimming pool there. I'd like to do this. No. That's my, swim, my my area. I want to do this there. You know, I, I'd like the grass there. You know, I don't, I don't like your house there. I don't like that. And so we have these agendas, and then we start fighting about things because, well, you can get into political ideologies, too. I think everyone ought to act like this. I think, um, or beliefs, you know, religious beliefs. I think everyone needs to believe this. If people don't believe this, I don't like that, you know. So then people start having conflicts. So I kind of wanted to maybe get into that a little bit, too, and say, um, how does that work in a community, and how do you avoid that? Doesn't it come down to, well, in a sense, like a lack of, of empathy or practice in empathy to, like, people will get into this thing where they find something that works, and then until they have the ability to empathize with other people that are different, then they start to build this, worldview or um, think that basically the way the way that they found that works is the best way or is the way for everyone. So basically if they have empathy ideally they should be able to see that other people might have found different ways that are have differences but are still valid or still good. It seems like a lot of the time um, we try to only have community with people that are going the same direction with us because it makes that easier. We don't have to try to reconcile people that are going, trying to do two different things. And so we tend to divide or just not hang out with people that are not going the same direction. So are there ways that we can find to empathize with or accept or at least um, see the other side of the, the fence so that we can have some semblance of community with people that are very different from us? Or is it necessary to have a lot of similarities with people that you're actually going to be in community with? It seems to me like um, when we're talking about community, we're kind of talking about it in a vacuum a little bit. And community never really works very well in a vacuum. You have to kind of be living life in order to have community. You know, we can sit here and talk for a while, but we're only going to have community for so long until we go out and actually do something. So I think community then starts to naturally happen when people have some common interests and start doing something together. Oh, we're doing this together, okay. And then so you'll start constructing something or doing something, and oh, we have a lot of common things, and we're all adding and working together. And then you might have conflict, like we're talking about, where another group now is doing this, and maybe like Sam was saying, they'll say, oh, well, this is the best way to do this, or this is the best thing to do, you know, and this other person, people will think, no, this is better. You get into some strife there. 
But then there could actually be conflicts in they're using the same resources. You know, well, I was using this this, these, this grove of trees, you know, to do this. Well, no, we wanted to use that. Yeah, I think that there's like good conflict and bad conflict, or rather how you deal with the conflict is how it would be good or bad because you, if you deal with the conflict properly, then you can grow through it. Like you're saying, with two people together, you can do more than you do with one. Well, the two people together are going to come with their own ideas, and you've got to meld them. There's going to be some conflict trying to meld them. And, but then the bad conflict would be in the way that you deal with a conflict that causes strife or, or negative aspects. And I think that kind of goes into um, an aspect that I would think of community that would be a, a bad aspect, like you were talking about, of if you're just going along with people that are common, commonality and then whenever you have a conflict, you're just cutting someone out and not having community with them just because they're doing something different, thinking something different or whatever, and not continuing to try to meld those things together to become. Yeah, so to get real practical then, I work with software, so I'm a programmer, and it kind of makes me think about pair programming because it's something that we've been talking about at work, and it's something that most of us don't really like to do because sitting at a desk and working on software with another person is really uncomfortable. Like It shows all your weaknesses. Um, you're right there for you know disagreements and like, I want to do it this way and you want to do it that way. Um, but there's huge opportunity for growth. You know, there's also a lot of opportunity for strife and for, you know, discomfort and, you know, frankly, just not liking people if, you know, you don't approach it correctly. Um, but working through those situations where you're really close, working with somebody in a, you know, close situation like that on something provides so many real opportunities for growth. And when you don't actually let yourself get into that place where, frankly, you're even uncomfortable sometimes, you don't get those opportunities for growth. And I think we do that a lot in life when we cut off that opportunity or that relationship or that situation. And we say, oh, you want to build that pool. Well, I was going to use that for a park, you know, so therefore we got to go different directions. You know, obviously in that example, there's only one lot. So, you know, you can't do both. But in a lot of cases, we do just split ways in life and say, I'm going to do my thing, you're going to do your thing. And then we lose that opportunity to actually work through that and both grow and learn from each other. You could have a park with a pond. You could meld your ideas to something that was better than the first idea. If you stuck it out and actually worked together instead of fighting, yeah. And I think a lot of it comes down back to that empathy and then communication. Like with both of those, you can pretty much resolve any conflict, but without, I mean, you're not going to resolve conflict. You're just going to have to go different ways. Or, or you, yeah. But the hard thing is you kind of have to have two parties that are willing to attempt. Yeah, it has to be on both sides. And you need both. Like, it's easy to say, well, let's have the communication and just talk at each other. But if you don't have the empathy and the ability to, to try to understand the other person's perspective and see it from their side, then it's like you can't get anywhere. <laughs> or if you have the empathy, you don't properly communicate it. You got still have a discommunication. Yeah, it's true. So what about transparency? How does that fit into this equation? Do we need transparency to be a part of community? Is there an aspect of needing to be willing to share information about who we are to other people in order to have maybe positive community? Are there negative aspects of transparency or sharing who you are? I think transparency goes like hand in hand with empathy because like a best way to show a good way to show empathy that they will feel it is if you can share how you've almost felt the same thing in your own life or whatever. So being transparent yourself in your own failings, showing that you're not perfect and or whatever is a good way to uh, 
convey that empathy to someone else. And you're saying that transparency is a key part of expressing empathy. I could actually flip that a little bit too and say that it's hard to have transparency if there's no empathy on the other side because it's really hard to want to show your weaknesses or who you really are or information about yourself to somebody that you feel like isn't going to be at all interested in who you are except that. Which is kind of interesting then because it kind of really ties back to empathy being a key part of all of this. So what are some ways that we grow or build empathy in our own lives? Kind of the way I was thinking about it is trying to be mindful of needing to practice or show empathy when you go into a, a community situation or go into a relationship situation, which is something I'm not necessarily that good at, but it's like what I have had in mind to, to try to do. It's kind of a key thought for those of us that are more of an introverted side is that you go into a situation and you feel very uncomfortable yourself, but if you sit there and try to enter it having empathy for other people and thinking about other people and maybe looking around the room for other people that are feeling as equally as uncomfortable as yourself, then you're getting out of yourself and maybe able to help other people get out of themselves as well. So kind of going back to this agenda thing that you were talking about, is it difficult to have community with people if you're not sharing a lot in common in the direction your lives are going or the choices you're making? What is interesting because you almost don't have a reason to, like, Dad is saying, like, community kind of starts because of something in common. Like, even if it's just, you both need food at the grocery store. And I think that's interesting because I think that because we are looking for connections, um, going back to the whole, you know, social thing of, like, you know, needs that we have as humans, we're looking for connections. Sometimes we can almost feel like we want to create that sort of artificially, like we want to go and create a community, which maybe is kind of a backwards way to do it, because since communities have to be built around people living life together and actually doing things together, having agendas perhaps, you know, not necessarily in a bad sense, but like you're doing something, you have ideas. Um, maybe you need to start by having something you're doing and then forming a community around that instead of, you know, just trying to build a community without any sense of common direction or you know, shared time or life together. Yeah, I would tend to react a little strongly negatively towards any thought of cutting someone out just because they're different or you think differently but it does have to start with something you both you know if it's just totally different paths then, it, then there's going to be more conflict and commonality so it does have to start with again like both people have to be there like you were saying with with empathy or whatever that you have to have the other person be interested in something that would be common with you in order for to be able, there to be anything there you know even if it's just getting groceries together or something like that. It has to be something that you're interested in commonly. So I'm kind of thinking, Josh said this, uh, I'm kind of thinking that um, maybe it's a matter of seeing the connection, you know. And, and if you're looking for us being connected, then you're going to look, sure, you're building a pond over there and building a park over here, but you're going to see how there's connections. Oh, wow, you can envision connections and how there's things that we could share. There's ways we could do this together. There's ways we might be able to combine things and, do things better together. So if you're looking for connections, then you can find connections and then and that will promote community. If you tend to just be focused on your own thing, I'm just doing my own thing, you tend to end up in conflict then because you end up like, I run into this guy and he's got this park over here and I got this pond and guy's just getting my way, you know? Yeah, that's a good point. So if you have somebody that's in the community, so to speak, that isn't... Uh, 
that doesn't want to show empathy or isn't interested in, in that, and they're just interested in what they want, is do you is there a place where you end up needing to almost try to exclude them from the community at some point, or do you just let them be involved but just try to keep them in line to some extent? Or and you're talking about community in terms of people that are kind of doing the same thing or spending time in the same place or going the same direction. Yeah, however you want. I mean, I guess what I was almost starting to think about is like some of what we were talking about almost sounds like ideas for how you might shape a community. Like we were talking about good and bad communities. If you want to create a good community, how do you do that? And it is interesting because we were also talking about transparency and vulnerability. Once you get some like bad eggs, so to speak, in the community, it's hard to be vulnerable, but at the same time, you don't, it's nice if you can not just like kick people out, try to include people even if they have faults or whatever. I'd probably actually say that at some level, you're stuck with everybody in the community. You can't really exclude anyone. Mm -hmm. How do you be vulnerable then? Well, I think community inevitably ends up referring to a lot of different circles, for lack of a better way to put it. And so you could use the term to refer to all of the people that are doing some activity together. But within all of those people, there might be five of them that you tend to interact with more closely and more transparently because they're people sure. that have that empathy. And to a degree, you know, that person that's a part of that larger community doing that activity or you know, going that direction, um, they might not be able to express a lot of empathy and have a lot of that connection in their life because of it. Um, and you might still try to reach out to that person, but there's probably not going to be the same level of connection if they're seeking different things or they're focused on you know, their ego or they're you know, building that respect or their reputation. Yeah, which that brings up an interesting, important point that often the, actual, the really vulnerable moments end up happening just with one other person. So if you have a community of, 20, 30, 50 people, you might have a conversation with one and then you're vulnerable there, and then a conversation with another and you're vulnerable there. It's not necessarily as likely to be in a group setting. I can see that. I guess I find myself wondering if that's because that's where the empathy is most often expressed. And that hypothetically, it's not that you couldn't have those moments of vulnerability or you know meaningful connection with more people, but that usually there is a lot less willingness and likelihood of that um, transparency happening because there's less ability to express empathy in a larger group. Yeah, I mean, bring up the number of people and, and you're, for every person you bring in, you're increasing the risk that somebody is going to be there without empathy and they're going to trot on your vulnerability and, and that's really painful. So yeah, there's nothing, you certainly could have the vulnerable moments in the bigger group and maybe that's healthy thing too it's just a lot more difficult i think if there are people within a community that are modeling good communication skills and empathy that that may be a draw to someone uh who um isn't empathetic to actually become a part of that and when they get their needs met if they feel acceptance then they may begin to to uh receive that and and give more empathy and it, it can grow in that setting i was also kind of thinking back to um, what dad had expressed about being connected to everyone 
and kind of just recognizing that, like, you know, community is not really an option because we are living with people. It's just a matter of kind of seeing the connection. And I guess I was thinking about um, being intentional about that, you know, trying to be aware. Like Sam mentioned, um, thinking about empathy and trying to be empathetic going into connections with people. And I've observed that as well in my life, where if I'm, like, intentional before being in situations where I might be interacting with a larger group or perhaps I'm less comfortable, you know, exhibiting more introverted tendencies because it's not a group I'm comfortable with. If I'm intentional about thinking that my goal is to go there and connect with people that also have their own lives, their own challenges and things that are going on, that that perspective of intentionality actually helps me to, you know, be able to be outside of myself more and not be stuck focused on my discomfort or my fears of not being accepted. So that seems like some neat uh, thoughts around community thinking about, you know, some thoughts about what it is. Um, We didn't have a real crisp definition, but I don't think we need to or even should because I think there's a lot of different ways you can think about this concept. Um, You know, it seems like it's something that we need. Um, And it seems like empathy is something that is closely tied to the whole thing. Uh, What are some practical ways that we can, you know, go forward from here and try to apply some of these thoughts to uh, the way that we connect with other people? Well, with empathy, I think the practical one would just be to try to to get in more of a habit of, of maybe having that mindful moment before you connect with somebody. I, but that only works if you know you're going to connect with somebody. Just being more intentional about it. About being, having empathy. Empathy, um, then connection. I think you mentioned that. Communication, right? I guess on a, a more personal level as well, like I feel like I often have situations in life where you kind of get this negative thing going. Um, for me, it's often, you know, that that one coworker or whatever that kind of starts to rub you the wrong way. And it feels like you get this kind of repetitive thing going where after a while, like it doesn't take that much of them doing something before it's just like you just kind of... Mm-hmm. So I guess I'm just thinking out loud about how you approach a situation like that and really try to change that perspective of just being annoyed by somebody to one where you're able to have more empathy. Sometimes it takes time when practicing them as a person, I guess, and recognize they have their own struggles and stuff they're going through. Maybe a big part of it, too, is that often we want to look at those people and think of ourselves as better than them. And if instead you can try to see See them for real people and observe observe their lives and their own struggles and kind of have compassion for where they're at as opposed to judging their faults or their weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a intention that, that I was wanting to have is to be a more mindful listener without judgment, but just trying to listen and uh, reflect back to the person to demonstrate that I'm trying to understand exactly what they're they're trying to convey about themselves, but without diagnosis and judgment. It seems to me if you try to identify the negative feelings that you're having, what's causing them, you can work through trying to have empathy and trying to have connection with a person and understanding and letting go of some of the reasons why you feel the way you do because you're understanding better how this could all work together. You know, why do I feel so nasty about this person? Why do I have all the negative feelings? 
I think you could probably need to do that at some level. Yeah, it makes sense. Any other closing thoughts? There's a, there's something that was kind of encouraging to me today. It was, it's that phrase out of a book that we're all fond of, um, Journey Before a Destination. And it has to do with community actually quite a bit because it has to do with as long as we see the journey as being really the important part of how we live together and how we communicate rather than whether I make the pool or whether I make the park or whatever, you know, it, it's, it's it just seems to work things out a lot better if you really see it that way. If you're just focused on destination, then people don't really matter, except for what they can get you. Thank you for connecting with us in Life Connections, where we invite you in to community. Our living room. <laughs>